man, those Night Sisters must brew a great beer because your boy Thrawn, he got that beer belly. Every choice made has led to this. everyone, welcome back to another Ahsoka-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with Ahsoka Season 1, Episode 6, Far, Far Away. Yep. So we finally got... Well, actually, this is the second time we've gotten Far, Far Away in this show. Your boy, Jason, said that when we're, when the whales were there. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, Ezra sent the bad guys far, far away. And then mm-hmm. here we got a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I thought that was... <laughs> we'll get so, to it. Well, because the funny thing is, like, you know, like the original, like, thing from George Lucas was that, you know, the wills are the one telling the story of Star Wars. And they're the one that said... Oh. And it, but... Maybe Hu Yang is the one who tells the stories of the galaxy and galaxies. So, who knows? But it was kind of hard to tell. It was kind of funny. No, I liked that. I I liked it. I it kind of took me out a little bit though when Hu Yang's like, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I was like, you made it like too realistic, like too like. I don't know. It just felt like you know. You know what I mean? I don't know. That was just funny. Like this yeah. line that they put in. But if you want to see my reaction, my vi- reaction video is up right now. Drew's watch party is up on YouTube also. So yeah. if if you want to watch the show with someone, go go on YouTube and watch us. And so, and we're getting really close. So if you guys are listening. Go over and sub. We're getting closer and closer to our 500. I know it's not that big of a deal, but there's a lot more listeners than there is YouTubers. Yeah, we've been more. we've been popping on our listener count on Spotify. So you guys yeah. are all listening right now. We know you guys are there. We can see you. Yeah, we see you. We know that like 73% of you are from the United States and the rest of you are from outside the United States. And so... And there's probably only 20% that subscribe on YouTube. So not even. I think think based on our subscribers on Spotify, we are like, I don't know, like 12% of our. There you go. Is like follow us. So it's like. Come over, you guys. Y'all, just just help us out. Here's the thing. If we hit 500. Like that's the first like thing to get like money where you can like put like donate and... donate money 
not saying we're going to do that right away, but I'm saying that's the first option. Then the second milestone is a thousand sub subs is like half of what you need to like, or one of two requirements that you need to get ad revenue. And now mm -hmm. the, the second one is we have to have 4,000 watch hours of people watching us every 365 days, which is hard, but we need those milestones. Cause if you love us, help us out with, the subbing us on YouTube. We can maybe get a few pennies here and there on YouTube if you guys yeah. follow us on there. So just just go over there and just give us some love. That's all yeah. we're asking. Yeah, we're all asking for money. We're not asking like even though after Empire Con we might need some. But anyway, like <laughs> hold on. <laughs> just go over there and just show some love. That's all. Yeah. If you're watching live stream and you guys haven't, there's a link right there. We'll just post up all our links and you can go over there. Yep, and while you're there, you might as well watch the VCU fan film that we made. It's, that's been popping yeah. off. Yeah. That's a fun fan film that we made, movie link, so go watch that as well. But enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> you guys are here for our boy Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> but, Drew, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? I I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. I was happy. I like the way they went with it, and this is why. Because you guys were talking about last week that, like, have to, if we're gonna get him, if we're gonna get him, <laughs> thanks for the new sub, uh, Yellowstone. If we were gonna get him, it was going to be for, um, like, at the end of this episode, or like, even Andrew was thinking that we might not even get him to like the end of. The last episode and i was listening and i gotta be a fan for once of my own podcast and i was like you're dumb there's no way they're going like i was yelling at you guys through at work listening to the headphones and i was just yelling at you guys like there's no way they're gonna do that to us and because it doesn't make, like that would be so dumb if the image that we got in the trailer was the image that we were gonna get of thrawn through the show and then we're going to have to wait for who knows how long until we actually get him again. Like, so I, I was really hoping that wasn't true. And I like that they, they didn't give us Ahsoka, but they did like, but it was super brief and we didn't just sit in the cockpit of her ship talking the whole time. We got a good, like three minutes, maybe five minutes in the beginning and that was it. And we knew she was going there. And I liked that concept. Like, it, there was still suspense. And they built up what she's going to go land and find. Without actually, like, her getting there. And then this is there. Because that was, like, another prediction. You guys thought she would just get there. And then Thrawn's already on the ship. And, like, there wasn't a lot of buildup. And I liked the way they did it. Where we kind of just saw her coming and then we got the build up and then we know that they know that she's coming now. So I like that. I I think the night sister scene was really intense and pretty scary. And the music and stuff was like really eerie and like, it was really cool. And Thrawn was amazing. The whole, when the ship landed, if you guys go watch my watch party, I'm spoiling it. But I was like, Dude, I wonder how many people he has on there. And then as soon as I said that, it showed the whole, like, ship with all the cool troopers. And they're all battle-worn, and it looks super cool. So I love that part. 
Thrawn was super cool. His voice was amazing. Um, but I think he seemed too much of a bad guy to me. And his beer gut kind of took me out of it a little bit. But besides that, I loved the episode. I thought it was good. And Ezra was spot on. For me, he looked exactly like Ezra. With a beard. I was like, he doesn't normally have a beard. <laughs> Without the beard, like, but like, if he didn't have the beard and he had that long, like, hair like that, I think he looked really good. I liked it. All right. Cool, cool. And well, so in the Discord, in the Ahsoka thread, Matasaurus Rex uh, asked, you know, what's the over under on us having an argument? And I said less than 10 minutes. And it's eight minutes and 57 seconds right now. So I was very disappointed by this episode. <laughs> well, I saw that you, you wrote the flop thing. The flop thing? Like you showed that meme to Andrew. The flop oh, the, the, the GIF GIF thing? <laughs> the beer belly thing? I didn't know if when you when you first showed up the episode, or like when you made that announcement, like the intro or whatever, you said his belly i thought i was like oh maybe it's not about you thought this episode was a flop you just thought his belly was big but it's kind of bold, yeah huh? he had a beer belly <laughs> but it was also that it was you thought this episode was a little floppy so i don't know so i love the thrawn stuff like all the whole ship thing all the stuff on the ship i thought it was great i love seeing ezra but like do those turtle things i hate those turtle guys. I hate dude. Well, that was the most mean, that was the most non-Star Wars thing we've ever gotten in Star Wars. Uh I can dis I disagree with that. What's the most non-Star Wars thing in Star Wars? Freaking people in uh, Boba Fett. The bikes? Yes. The, the, the mods. Bikes and and you the thing you hated the most. You don't remember. The what? droids that were our droids. Those dogs, those robot dogs that we have in real life. Robot dogs? You don't remember? What are you, in Book what of Boba Fett? Yes, they were in Book of Boba Fett. They walked on Tatooine. It was, it's those, chat, help me out. What are those robot dogs that, like, are, like, we are making them right now? You remember what I'm talking about? You, robot you dogs? About, yes, they're robots, but they're not, they don't have heads. It's like a body and four legs, and they kind of walk around. What? You don't remember that? I have, I have no idea. <laughs> you also <have> Boston Robotics. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, what? it was in it was in Kenobi. Yeah, the Boston Robotic dogs were in Kenobi, and you hated that. I vaguely remember me hating some, but I don't remember seeing them in. No, I remember because we spent like 10 minutes you complaining about them. <laughs> Chat, roll the I, I vaguely remember complaining about those now, but I don't remember. I can't picture the scenes and the thing. It's but it, that's just walking by. But you, you were like, this is worse. This is horrible. Like, this I, is don't, I don't think I reacted that much, but these turtle no. guys. Anyway, these turtle guys. <laughs> yeah. They, they felt like Harry Potter. Well, I, characters. Okay, so we'll get to it. I think I can justify why a lot of things in this episode are the way they are. And we'll get to that later. And it's like, I can like 
I get it, but like the the whole concept of like Sabine going out to find Ezra mm-hmm. was kind of lame and anticlimactic. Like how fast she found him. That because it seems like Thrawn and them couldn't find Ezra. The whole time, yeah. The whole time for the past 12 years that they've been stranded. Yeah. And. She's there for 10 minutes and she finds Yeah, and finds finds them. From their dog. Yeah. That she gets from them. Right. Yeah. And and it's like. I'm not disagreeing with you. And like, sure, I I love, and I also, like, I love Ezra. Like, his performance, like, I, it was great. But like, if I was Sabine. And I turned around and saw one of my best friends that I've been looking for. Oh, yeah. Like, I would be crying. I would have had so much more emotion. Yep. They just, like... agreeing with you. It's like they just... They haven't seen each other in, like, a month. And... And it was, like, a best friend hug. It was, like... But but not, like... Okay. It was, like, what up, bud? Like, and, like... Yeah. Like, pound it. Like, it wasn't, like... I haven't seen you in years. It's like, like we we've seen Sabine more emotional, like emotional in Rebels. Like no, we've seen her more emotional in the show. I don't want to say that. There's there's scenes in Rebels where she's like very emotionally distraught, and her emotions are being shown. Like and he, mm-hmm. and like. We didn't get any emotion from. Her. She just got a little smirk on her face, and then they have a little joke, and then they hug. Yeah, it and then bad. it was very anticlimactic. I I thought when she was getting attacked by those bandits, he was gonna jump out and save her, and like take off his mask and his Ezra. Like that was, was so cool for me. I was really hoping the entire time Ezra was the guy in the gold mask. Oh, <laughs> and that Thrawn just sent her out there to die. And then what's she would have kept looking out for him. She wasn't going to find him. And then uh, what the Jedi, I forget his name. Balin. Balin went and found her like about to die. And then he ends up deciding to save her life. And then they go and try to help fight with Ahsoka. Like, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think that would have been a cooler story. Yeah, because I I don't think he is fully in this. Who? Bal- Balin? He's not a bad guy. Uh, I think he's just a separate. Like he has, I think he has good intentions. Yeah, but I think he's a separate villain with his own agenda. Like yeah. he's he's just using. Morgan and Thrawn and the Night Sisters to get to this planet because mm-hmm. he says there's something there calling him. It's the beginning to stop the cycle of rise and fall of powers. Like, which so like, is, can't get we, mad about that. We don't we don't know what what that means. But. What that means, like, it's just like we have no answer. I want some answers. Hopefully, we get that. Also, because R.I.P. Ray Stevenson has died in real life. Like, hopefully his story is done by the end of the season and that yeah. we get get all those answers because you can't replace him. 
Like, there's no way you can get a different actor to fill those shoes. Like, do what Red Buff said in the chat. <laughs> uh, kind of like the little nuns on Octu. Yeah, I kind of did. No, I don't like it at all. Um, but yeah, so like the good things in this episode were like really good. But That's, then the rest of it was very, like, mid or, like, not. See, and I'm not arguing with you about it because I feel the same way about that part. Like, the, I really think that the, the Thrawn stuff was really sweet besides his belly. And I, sorry if we're, we're not shaming, but. We're, we're not fat shaming Lars Mickelson. <laughs> no, but. I think the thing is we just are so used to Thrawn because there's a one scene in Rebels where he's sparring with yeah like a Phase One Dark Trooper or something like some kind of buffed out thing and like he's like jacked and he's like has big biceps and he's in shape and here he kind of looks like a Muppet like I don't I don't know (laughs) (laughs) but anyway what are you saying but like. That whole stuff is really cool, but I, like, I don't know. I feel like Thrawn seemed super, like, his character was more dark than, like, an anti-hero character. Like, I don't know. Like, it didn't feel, like, and it could be that we're used to the books, Thrawn, and very methodical and thinking ahead, but it felt like he was lost. Like, it didn't feel like he was thinking that far ahead. He was just relying on everything the Night Sisters were telling him. He didn't really have his own. Like, I don't know. For me, it just seemed like he was just like. It didn't feel, feel like Thrawn like I wanted it to. Oh, I. I disagree because he's went to the. This witch planet and they follow him now. Like. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, they're, he's in control of everything. Mm-hmm. And he has everything planned out. He just has to wait for someone to come get him, and then he can do it. So it's like he's yeah. just been in a holding pa- pattern for a long time, and now he's ready. So once these whales show up that Ahsoka's riding on, like it's gonna be a bloodbath in space. We're gonna see so many whales die next week. It's gonna, be... it's gonna be whale guts everywhere. So like I oh, think he's in control. Like. No, Andrew, I'm not saying he's not in control. It just feels like it doesn't feel as. It feels like it's he doesn't have enough secrets. Does that make sense? Not enough secrets. I don't know what like, that means. Like I feel like when Thrawn is organizing a plan, there's always something going on. That he's like thinking like three steps ahead, and it feels like he just told everyone the plan. You know what I mean? Well. Right, like because that's that's the ahead. most that's the first thing that's gonna happen. Like Yeah. Like we have to wait till we get back to our galaxy for him to do everything he's been planning. That's true. Um There's and, not like much more than him just trying to get off the planet right now. Right. There's he's he's kinda like there's nothing he can do until he gets back to yeah. the galaxy. The main our our galaxy. Um and like Andrew posted or in the Discord last night, like asking everyone, like, does this Thrawn seem 
the same as the book Thrawn and with Rebels and stuff. And I, one, I think that it's it's too early to tell if it's consistent because we've only got literally what five minutes of screen time with him. Like we don't know anything. Yeah. Like I, I just don't know. It was like, in the book of Boba, by the way. He he has right. I saw that. Um, I see. It seems that like he has, like he has a line to Sabine, like, like you something about like you finding Ezra is going to cause your galaxy to suffer. Whatever. I can't remember exactly. Like, how he was like this. He says that he was said it way better. But like the fact is, like he already knows that the main our galaxy is going to suffer when he returns. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know what doesn't make sense for me. That is how does he know that he can do that? Like, has he been using the witches to like communicate with Morgan, who is relaying messages to that council from Mando? Like, like if they don't know anything about him being alive, even though they seem like they thought he was alive, but like, how is he going to return and then take over the galaxy basically without, if he hasn't already told the remnants of the empire, like what they're going to, what he wants to do. So it's like, why does he want to take over? Which it might be just so he can take the resources from our galaxy to fight the Grisk. I I think the Grisk, I told this in the live chat, um, when I was doing the reaction before the reaction started, I think the Gris has nothing to do with the story, and I don't think we're gonna get that into the movie. Well, this oh right of the show is like, I don't think the show we're gonna but even... but like my point is like the only thing that can make sense is if he's trying to take over our galaxy so that the military power of our galaxy can be used to fight the Grisks. I mean, but, but like. You've been re- like we have been pretty consistent on our predictions lately, so I'm not gonna argue with you. But it's like I just don't know what else. Why else he would do that? Yeah, you don't think he just wants to do it for power. No, because he's never done that. He only does what he needs to do to protect the Chiss ascendancy. As, that's his only motivation. He doesn't take power just for himself, just to have. Like that's True. not his character. Because the Gris are in war with the Chess, right? So, so it's yeah, like that would make sense. So like it makes sense, but like I said, how does he know that when he returns, he can do that? Like obviously, Thrawn's the best, but he just has the one ship, and has he somehow been communicating through the witches to that council? Well, we like, know that somehow they have been connecting to Morgan, and maybe Morgan has been co- communicating to the council up until she got arrested by Ahsoka. But do we know that she has connections with the council? Well, we know somehow they've been talking. Like, we know in the Book of Boba that they were talking about Thrawn, and that he's out there. So Mando. Yeah, and Mando. So somehow they have been talking to him. That one person was talking to him. Right? I don't know. No, I... I, I don't know. Because how else it. would they know that he's alive? But they, I don't think they do. I just think they you know, know that there, he hasn't been accounted for. And his, and his ship is missing, and 
They just think he's... So, so like, I don't know. It's... I just hope we get, by the end of the season, at least a, an explanation. That's all I want. Is just give me five-minute explanation of what's going on that makes sense to connect, like, the stuff from Mando and what's going to come next in the Mandoverse, even though we don't know what show that's going to be. Yeah. Like, it's maybe Skeleton Crew if that ever, whenever that comes out. But that's more, I've heard that that's more like just a parallel story rather than a tie-in. So like, I don't know how much that's going to be related even, but I don't know. The chat said that um, the Night Sisters talk to Morgan through dreams. Right. And yeah, but we don't, we're, we're not questioning that chat. We're questioning, is Morgan communicating with the Empire? Because yeah, you got to remember. Council and um, because where when we found Ahsoka in book in the Mandal season two, the first time we saw Ahsoka, she wasn't fighting the Empire. Right. Like there was nothing to do with the the Empire wasn't there. And it seems like Morgan is more um because we we also didn't see any Empire besides like the people funding the motors or like the engines to her ship, we didn't really see a lot of other Empire help to help her. We just saw, like, droids and these weird people with face to mask things. Like, we didn't see any more Imperial remnants helping Morgan. So, like, I... Morgan seems more dedicated to Thrawn, more or less, than the Empire herself and whatever Thrawn wants to do she's going to do she got i i i thought morgan did a really good job acting in this because i felt like when when she was on that ship going there she was the boss right and as soon as they landed and see those nice sisters she submitted like instantly and i thought that was a really good well done like she did really really good she seemed like she was whatever they want to do now She's in charge. She did her point. She served her purpose. She brought the ship. She's willing to go help Mandel, like, or Mandel, Thrawn. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but she submitted to Thrawn instantly, too. She was giving her thoughts, but she didn't, like, if once Thrawn disagreed with her, she she was okay with it. Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought she did a really good job acting in this episode. Oh, we should try to do some scene by scene stuff, but this is kind of like all over the place of an episode, so um, it's gonna be kind of hard to kinda, navigate. But... but starts out, Sabine is in intergalactic hyperspace, and she's flying across the Rainbow Road. So, like, that's cool. Mario, Star Wars crossover. Dun, dun, dun. I watched that movie today, by the way. Oh, did you like it? Was that the first time? Yeah. Did you like it? It was kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> it was I was trying not to fall asleep, dude. <laughs> what, what is that on? Peacock. I just started like a free thing for Peacock. Oh, just for that? No, I just saw what was on there, and there's not a lot on there. Oh, uh, what's it called on there that people are raving about? Um, uh, that video game we always love to play as kids. And now it's the oh, show. Twisted Metal? Yeah, I it's heard that's pretty good. 
Really? I saw. I heard, I've only watched like, the first teaser trailer. I was like, this looks terrible. <laughs> I heard it's like if you want to go into the show and not care about anything and just enjoy a bunch of carnage. <laughs> yeah, like that's your show. So I don't know. I don't know. If, but anyway, the flying two hypers point on. We might just have to start breaking down Twisted Metal. That's all I'm saying, Jeremiah. Me. But they're going through hyperspace and they're just kind of like killing time because what else are they going to do? <laughs> they should place a box. That would have been hilarious. Right. And so. Um, Real quick, I'm pulling at Andrew right now. But do you think that they're getting, you're going to get more sick in that galactic space travel, like looking at that? You know how like people can get sick from. You know, going to the high. Uh, that, 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 that's an EU thing. I don't. That's not. <laughs> you think you would get more sick though? I feel I like if you get used to like flying a ship, you know, you don't get seasick anymore. But that's like next level speed. So maybe you get you could get seasick again. You know, space sick. I, I don't know. We've <laughs> never seen that in Star Wars, so like I don't even know how to gauge that. But I would say no. They're just fine. Okay. But. They're just talking, and we learned that you gotta take history classes when you're a Padawan, <laughs> which is interesting. Like, I never thought of that. Like, they learn about the history of the Jedi as a, as a Padawan, as a youngling. So that's cool. And I guess Hu Yang was involved in that history parts one, two, and three, and part one was always the best part in Ahsoka's mind about those stories and history from that. Um, but she then says that, um, cause who Yang goes, well, why don't you tell me a story? And she's like, well, I didn't tell Hera that Sabine went willingly with Balin. And so then Ahsoka's sad that she made the bad decision. It's going to cost a lot for the galaxy. But who Yang was like, well, Maybe it was the only choice she had. Like, because he's, he's like, the Force can influence your decision, like, what things are, but, like, ultimately it's your decision. Like, they don't tell, the Force doesn't tell you what decisions to make, and maybe this was the only choice she had. And Ahsoka was like, oh, maybe. So. Yeah. But then, but she makes the things that, made the point that she thinks Sabine made the choice for herself. Like it was like a selfish thing, which mm-hmm. yes, but we've had this I mean, debate, but she's yeah, also trying to too. save someone. So it's like, she's sacrificing to save someone else. We so, kind of literally their conversation was our conversation <laughs> when right. it happened. Like you can see both sides of it. And I like that they acknowledge that in the show too. Like, I thought that was really well done where they're like, cause he, it's a point like, what was she going to do? Was she just going to die? Was she going to shoot? And then she was going to die. You know, like, it's not that she just did save Ezra. She's also saved her own life by not destroying that thing too. Right. And it's like, it is hard. Like what's, I don't know can't help save the galaxy if you're not there right but you also put in the galaxy in danger like i don't know it's right it's hard so 
Ahsoka is not wanting to talk about it anymore. So she's all right, Hu Yang. Well, because she said, didn't she say that if she had more time with Sabine, maybe she wouldn't have made that decision? Yes, she said that. Then, and when she said that, I was like, well, then you shouldn't have left her in the first place, like years ago. Well, yeah, but the whole thing, she wouldn't have been able to teach until after she got the map. Like, that wasn't a thing that would have been taught. Like, she wouldn't have thought to teach that because it wasn't a. But when Ahsoka found the map, Sabine would have been with her when she found the map. Right. But the dilemma then is, is it, there's only a dilemma with the fact that someone, that uh, Morgan was taken out of prison and she was Mm -hmm. in pursuit of the map. Like it wasn't even a lesson that was on the radar because there wasn't a threat. It wasn't until there was a threat that there was a lesson to be taught. Yeah. So, like, I don't think it would have, unless that it was just have done anything, right? Unless she's just trying to say, like, years of training, she would have made the right like Jedi. I think that's what I got. But Ahsoka's also like anti Jedi, so it's like <laughs> she's well, even said yeah. she doesn't want Sabine yeah. to be a Jedi. She wants Sabine to be herself. Well, if she's yeah. gonna be herself, she's gonna choose to save Ezra, not the galaxy. And make the worst hug scene of all time. It's not right. the worst hug scene of all time. Whatever. <laughs> the sand but scene part two. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. So then she's like, right, just tell me a story. And this is when he says, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Ha, ha, ha. Pretty funny. So, and that's all we see of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of not happy that we didn't get Ahsoka for the rest of the episode. Like, I, don't I was know. fine with it because of what I said earlier. Like, I I think if we would have saw more. So it would have just been them talking in the cockpit. Like, I'm saying she could have got to the planet, but she. I mean, I, I guess we didn't see that she did, but she's pretty close. Right, she's not there yet. But it would be nice if she was like, got there on the planet and like was on the ground and trying to like find her way. Mm-hmm. Just seeing her tra- traverse the terrain or something would be nice. But I, I don't even think – I think next week she's not even going to do that. She's going to go into atmosphere and see that ship and just board it right away. There's going to be a, a whale ship space battle. Is there – okay, you say that and – He literally says once the whales arrive, destroy them with prejudice. Like yes, it's going to but- be a slaughter. All those whales are about to die. Yeah. You think they have guns? The whales? <laughs> what what if they're bolt blow blowholes and shoot oh, gosh, Whatever, we're moving on. Whatever, we're moving on. That's stupid. Um so, Sabine so Sabine is in her prison cell just hanging out. And I thought it was really weird that they took all of her gear except for her knee and shin pads. Yeah, I like, literally sh- said that in my watch party. I'm like, is this like what? Like, let's take the rest of it. Like, like maybe what? she has like a tool in there that she could use, like hiding. Like, I don't know. Ask car is sharp. Like, it's a hard metal. She could have took one off and started digging. I don't know. Right. So then Balin, he comes to the the door and. It's like, we we had a deal, blah, 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 and blah, blah, whatever. So it's just like... Right there, she was more emotional than when she saw... Right. 
but um, so Balin he leaves, goes to Morgan, and, is, and Morgan's like, "Are you still gonna like fulfill your promise to her to like have her find Ezra or whatever?" And he, he's like, "She's blinded by her search for Ezra, and we can use that." Which we later on find out is implied that they need to find Ezra so they can kill him. So, like, that's why she he has use of her and she says she's of value. You think that somehow they knew that Ezra wasn't there? They knew what? that. Like, do you think somehow they, Morgan and them knew through her dreams with the Night Sisters that she saw Thrawn but not Ezra? No, I've... If Thrawn's there, Ezra's there. No, I'm saying, like, together. I, I don't know. The fact that Balon says that we, we need to use her to find her is... Use her to find him, like... Yeah, it just seems like he, he knew that Ezra was missing, but how would he know that? That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Because in my mind, I always thought Ezra was either captured by him or turned to the dark side by, like, he, like, went rogue, you know? Well, I thought a long time ago that Ezra was going to be on Thrawn's side, kind of mm-hmm. like Eli Vanto. Like, he buys mm-hmm. into Thrawn's leadership, and, like, Thrawn's actually a good guy. We got to protect the Chiss from the Grisk. Like, mm-hmm. but now we know that that's not a thing, so. Well, do we? This is... Yeah, because Thrawn's trying to kill him. Like, I don't know what you, you know mean. That? He says that. He said that to them, but maybe the whole time Ezra's. No, that's no. That's fine. Go based off of what it said. He's like, when yeah. Balin and Shin find him, I'm going to send out two squads, and you're going to kill them all. Like, that's the only information that we have. So, um, so then they arrive. They exit hyperspace, and we find out that this is the home planet of the witch, witches of Dathomir, and, mm-hmm. call, and they're called the Dathmiri. So that's something that we didn't know, that the Night Sisters are from a different galaxy. Because we were like, who are these people that have this built this temple, blah, blah, blah. We thought, were they Grisks? Like, blah, da da. Nope. It was the Night Sisters, and we learned that the Night Sisters learned how to ride the whales back and forth, or at least to the one. I don't know if they can go back and forth really, but I did. We get to the part where they saw the bones of the dead. That's whale? what I'm about to say right now. Oh. So then Balin says, "When the whales come to this planet, they come here to die. It's a graveyard, and." Seemingly, the entire ring around the planet is just bones. It's pretty cool. Which, I don't know how they decompose in outer space. Like, Well, there's other alien species that fly in space that probably eats them. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, if we have flying whales in space, I, like, who... Come on, it's not a hard reach. To f- There's probably some maggot that lives in space that goes and attaches itself. And I don't know. I thought it was just, or their spirit just leaves and like their body, like I don't know. 
I just don't understand how there can be a decomposing body in space. It's cool, Jeremiah. We don't need explanation. It would have just been better if it was just a bunch of dead whales, just carcasses, like rotten looking, like old looking. That's a good question. So if you are in space, are you always just floating? Like you're dead. You're just your body never gets old and rots right. out away. So so I, I don't okay, I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure that on all the movies where they show like a body like freeze, I'm pretty sure that's not accurate because there's no temperature in space. Because there's no heat transfer in a vacuum. So like if you go out into outer space, just your body, and you're 98.6 body degrees, your body is going to stay that temperature. So, like... Now I'm curious. I, I think that's how that's true, because there's no heat transfer in space. So, to get cold is to lose heat, but heat's not going anywhere because it's a vacuum. So, like, you can't lose body heat in space. But isn't the concept because... We only have heat from the sun, and if there's no sun and it's just there, wouldn't it be cold? Right, but that's that's based off of radiation that heats the planet. Like the reason our planet is warm is because of the radiant heat from the sun. Yeah, but but like if the but the heat is still here and it's trapped on this planet, like the energy is here, so like that energy for us to get cold would have to leave some other way. But like for a body that's in space, I think it's just stays as is. Okay. There's got to be at least one person in the chat that's smarter than you and me. Uh, there's only five people in the chat and I'm <laughs> one of them. So <laughs> we got some smart people in our discord and fans. Them, we'll look it up and let us know. <laughs> I, I'm fairly confident that you don't freeze when you go to space. But, but either but way, you froze. Your body, like, let's say you did, the bodies would still be there if yeah. they froze. So, like, I, I don't know. Either way, it's really cool. Okay, it's so cool. It's interesting. <laughs> and who knows how other galaxy space? Yeah, maybe it's, it's whole different physics in that thing. So, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. very quickly. After they arrive, they get a signal from the planet. And Morgan's like, all right, we're going down. We're not going to keep them waiting. And so they enter the atmosphere, and we see all these statues all over the place, seemingly temples and statues and uh, all that jazz. I'm like, this is cool. Like, this is some Night Sister stuff. And they land on the main temple. Area and there's three witches. One of them is the mother witch, which is really cool seeing the witches in live action. Now, it would have been crazy they would have broken the internet if the mother was Mother Talzin still, even though she died. Like, somehow, like, she's st she still good. the mother, like, in a different galaxy. Like, I thought that would have been kind of cool, but they didn't. Um, oh, okay, yeah, so. This is my question, and multiple people, casual fans have already asked me this today at work. It's random people. Why is Morgan different than them? Is it she's not their species, and she's this, like, a humanoid that has these powers, 
and somehow got these powers? Or is it when you're like close and you're in the magic more you get you start to form into what they look like? I don't know. Where that is a very confusing thing because before the witches of Dathomir, like those women, I think are were considered Zabriks, which were the female Zabrik, and the male Zabrik is mall species. So the males have the horns, and they have like oh, before those markings on his face. That's what I, we thought the canon was, mm. but we're but, not sure on that. So, so maybe it maybe the the males also came with the witches to our galaxy, and then that's so true that those are just the male female versions of the same species. Um, or maybe it is that the closer, the more magic you get, the more deformed you get. Maybe kind of like Palpatine and Darkseid got his face is like all mangled because of the Darkseid use. And not just from him getting shocked. Right. And because, so, because, you know, now that I think about it, maybe that's why her hair is getting gray so fast from the last time we saw her. Is maybe, maybe because she's becoming more more tuned to the magic and she's getting these dreams and she's pushing towards the magic more that she's de-aging. Right. She's becoming this weird creature. But it's also... So George Lucas said originally that the magic is not a part of the force. The force. But mm-hmm. Dave Filoni has said it is. Since when? Since Disney take has taken over where he can new cannons being made. So like Oh, that's annoying. I was literally told someone today that they're not the same. So I but that's also still very vague. Like we're not sure exactly. So I think it gets, it's just a dark side thing, and so oh, it is. you wouldn't have to be that species to use oh, it. You just have to be force sensitive, and you learn magic. I I don't know. We don't know. Like that's this is my best guess. Like, what's her name? Didn't even realize that she was a witch. Huh. Uh. The Padawan. I don't know why I keep forgetting her Shin. name. Shin. She keep she um didn't realize that she was a witch at all. And you would think if she was like force sensitive that she could have felt that. Uh I, I think that's less of a thing in Star Wars than we realize. That force sensitive people can just sense other force sensitive people. That's true. Now that I think about it, because she thought Sabine had the force and she doesn't. Right. So I, I think I forgot about that part. I think part that, of that, like as you're higher up, you can sense the force and people. That yes, you have training in that, or you just test people, like they tested Anakin in episode one with the pictures. Like they had to test him to see if he was force sensitive, apart from the midichlorian thing. So, and maybe that's why they they took midichlorian samples is because it's just an easier way to. See if someone's much. if they're force sensitive. It's a ship. It's a cup. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> As I was like, it was like <laughs> ship, cup, ship, ship. Okay, that's really hard. It's like 
<laughs> Make Joe it a little bit harder. Like, I couldn't have done that. <laughs> Tell me what one to start with. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so anyway, they go talk to the Night Sisters and they're like, You've done well, Morgan. Like, thank you for being a faithful night sister or whatever. And just saying, yeah, you spoke to me through your through dreams and all that stuff. And then the the witches look to Sabine and say, it reeks of Jedi. So then they arrest her with like these energy ball things that make this like lasso thing around her, which is, I thought was a cool. That was pretty cool. Cool thing. So like, they're like, it reeks of Jedi calling Sabine an it. And I'm assuming they can sense Ahsoka through her, like her presence, like the effect, the influence of a Jedi on someone, which is weird that, you know, Balin's not a Jedi. I thought it was kind of weird that they weren't weary. I'm telling you, they were, they were, um, sensing Balin. Like that whole scene, I was thinking that they were actually talking about Balin and they just grabbed Sabine. Like, I don't think they would miss it that easily because he had a lightsaber right on his. They both have lightsabers on him. But in the chat's like saying, like, wouldn't wouldn't they? He was a Jedi, so wouldn't he rig too? But maybe because he's no longer a Jedi and he's not acting like a Jedi, he's a mercenary. He's a mercenary, whereas. Sabine might have the heart and mind of a Jedi in a sense. I don't know. It's magic stuff. It doesn't make sense yet. We don't know enough about it. We probably never will understand magic in Star Wars. With a K. Magic with a K. So Sabine gets arrested and goes down into a prison cell. And part of me is like, is Ezra going to be down there like in the prison? Like, that's on the other side of the window or something like, hey, who's over there? <laughs> oh, I'm Sabine. I just oh, got arrested. Sabine? Hey, what's up? You found me finally. I've been sitting in this hole for 12 years. Um, one all over again. Right. Um, so, but that didn't happen. So she's just in there by herself. Um, and then we get the name drop of Thrawn. That I'm in here, like Morgan says something about Thrawn, like he sent for me type of thing or whatever she said. I'm like, so we finally got. Like, she's like, "Where's Thrawn?" And they're like, "He's on his way." I'm like, "This is it. We're finally getting him. It's gonna happen." And so then um, we get a little bit of a story. Some. One on one, not one on one, yeah, one on one between like Shin and Balin. And he's just kind of looking out into distance and he's like, This is a land of stories and fairy tales. And he starts talking about the cycles of the galaxy that's over and over again. A power rises and then it falls. A power rises and it falls. So it happened with the Jedi. They rose and then fell. And then the Empire rose and fell. He's just saying it's an endless, endless cycle. And. That there, he's seeking a power that is has to do with the beginning of where the cycles began. And so, what is this beginning exactly? We don't know. 
super confusing. Um, and then later on, we get a little bit more information of what he's feeling, but like, we still don't know anything about Balin and his intentions and what exactly he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to like go back in time. I don't know. We thought he was going to do that. Like trying to use the world between worlds, but I think the world between worlds is pretty much done moving forward for a while. So yeah, I feel like he doesn't even know much about it. The world between worlds. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder how many people even knew of the world between worlds. Like, exactly. In general. Because like, they knew the, the the temple on Lothal. Like, there's a Jedi temple there. And there's an access point to the World Between Worlds there. But I don't know. We'll never know. Um, so we go back to Sabine in the prison cell. And she's just sitting there. Then she gets tired, like, sore, so she gets up and starts stretching her legs, basically, and then she's like, all right, I'm going to use the force to open this door. And things start shaking, and you're like, oh. But then it's shaking a lot. And so how fast did it take you to realize that this was a ship, Star Destroyer, coming? Mm, not until... They showed it. <laughs> oh, really? Like, right away, I was like, this is shaking way too much. Like, this is a Star Destroyer coming. And that's when I started getting hyped. I'm like, we're going to see the Star Destroyer Thrawn's here. And it goes up on top of the temple, and everyone starts turning around looking, and then you see it come up over the, the temple. And it was great seeing this ship. It was, like, damaged, but it was repaired with the gold stuff mm-hmm. that like these witches use apparently because morgan's space ring and her little small ships are all made of this gold material and this ship is rebuilt and repaired with this gold metal stuff so i thought it looked cool i told andrew last night if they make a a Lego set. I'm pre-ordering that. <laughs> really? Dude, okay, first of all, I want that Jedi cruiser. You said Republic that. Cruiser. Are you but this one, it, I want to, but I can't. But this this one would be really cool to have. Pay 650 bucks for like a 6,000 piece thing of this Chimera with the gold stuff on it. I think that would be a cool. You buy a nice stand for it. And a glass case. Your, your, glass case over it. Your old snake tank. That's long gun. Oh, it wouldn't fit in there, dude. Those that, that shit would be so big. Um, it would be. I mean, I've always said it would be cool to get the like the Millennium Falcon, the big one, and put it in a desk, like a coffee table. Yeah, just have it like that. It'd be so cool. But, yeah. yeah. What do you well, think of that holding, ship when it arrived? I loved it, dude. I thought it was so cool. I like you said. I like that there was like that gold medal that they added, um, and. Something that that you didn't mention, their little ship that they left from that the ring ship was the ugliest ship of all time. What? No, I love that ship, dude. I think we see, see it earlier. I, think, I like that cool ship, dude. I I love it. Uh, uh, I liked it earlier in the season. I liked it, it here. Huh? It was the same one, huh? Just I don't know if it was the same one, but it was the same like concept. Probably the same different one. Different to me. 
I don't. I like. It. I think it looks cool. It's so different and unique, but it's. <clears throat> but by seeing this Thrawn thing, we can clearly see that that's like, like, magic, material. Right. Like it's part of their culture material. Right. So like Thrawn had it all over the ship. My only thing is kind of wish they would have repainted <laughs> the thing underneath. Oh. Because I, I love yeah. that logo underneath. It was so cool and, and, and intimidating. But I think it looks really sweet. I loved it. Yeah. And so it comes in and the the docking bay underneath Rhett comes down on top of the temple. I'm like, that is a cool concept. It's perfectly. Like I I would never have like guessed that a ship would do that, but it makes perfect sense. Like you can just lower down and then it's this open space and you just put a walking board like a walkway between mm-hmm. the thing and you're good to go. So it comes down, it lands above or hovers above the thing and they're looking into the the docking bay. This so cool. You see all these stormtroopers. I didn't. I wasn't even. Like, I knew that there was tons of troopers because it was a fully loaded star destroyer that was taken. So, like, of course there's gonna be. But I was just thinking, it was just gonna be mostly empty, and it was just gonna be thrown with some guards coming to greet them. But no, it was every trooper that they had. Pretty and, much. I mean, he did say their numbers were lower. Yeah, people have died in the past 12 years, which makes sense. Um, but yeah. they're all, like, all their damage is repaired with the gold stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, also, they have like, a lot of them have, like, red ribbons holding mm-hmm. things together. I don't know. Yeah, it's like they're duct tape, you know. Like, right. But tape. I don't know if you've seen online, but, like, in the subtitles... They're referred to as night troopers. So people are thinking that these are zombie troopers. Let's freaking go. They're they're under the influence of magic in some way. Well, Um, so I, I, I had this conversation with my coworker today because their question was, what was that inquisitor? Why did they just? Is either now my thought? Yeah, is either it is a former like inquisitor who died and got zombified back to life, but there's no spirit or anything actually there. More like a puppet, something like that. And if that is the case, then this would make sense. What these troopers could be, right? So I. I don't think that they're zombies because there are dead troopers that they're taking from the catacombs and reloading. So I think they're just they're, they're ones that have survived, but they're they're somehow they're under the influence of magic. I think, mm. and but, maybe that main trooper is a magic user. Could be. we don't know. It could be a it could be a sister for all we know. Right. It is Enoch which is a male name. And I think he uses 
called him he, but it's I don't know. We don't know anything about this guy, this Enoch guy, his number one. He looks trooper. super cool with that helmet, though. You're going to get that? Oh, Black dude. Series. dude. <laughs> if they drop that helmet, it's going to look super dope next to my Ahsoka helmet, dude. Both those next to each other. Sorry, sorry, uh, old Boba Fett and white Boba Fett. You go in the closet because those two are gonna go right <laughs> up next to the Mandal helmet, bro. And it's gonna look <laughs> sick in my room. <laughs> so yeah, so they start chanting, Thrawn, 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 and then, then you see him walk from the back through the crowd of lines of troopers. Now, the one thing that I didn't like about the scene was they didn't just do this straight organ theme like they had organ music playing but it was like rock music with organ in it like it was yeah i just wish they just only played the organ music the theme from rebels i think it would have been more impactful for people who haven't seen thrawn yet because like his theme is like part of his character it's like darth vader and his breathing like they go hand in hand for me. So now later on, so we do hear his theme briefly in the background music. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, he's walking through this crowd. They're chanting his name. And we finally see him walk out. And he's like, what was once a dream is now a frightening reality or something like that. And he's just so sound, cool. sounding great. He it's just weird seeing him in live action now finally, because he looks a lot different than Rebels Tron, mm-hmm. which it is what it is. I I think that the, the, it's the chin, the chin jawline, not long enough. It's it's not like square enough, I think, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just not the same shape. So like seeing him talk and like he like smirked at when we first see him a little bit. And like we've never seen Thrawn smirk before, I don't think. I don't think we've seen him smile. So it's like, it was weird seeing that. But other than that, like, dude, his eyes are scary. <laughs> Super scary. There was one point where, like, I couldn't stop watching his eyes. And I was like, I need to focus on this scene. Like, in my mind, I was like, his glowy red eyes are distracting. <laughs> right. So he just comes out and he thanks Morgan for her good work and the Night Sisters, and he's like, "We can finally get out of here." And she's like, "All right, well, I saw your catacombs, and you're gonna need to unload the catacombs." He's like, it takes three days. And he's like, "That's a good amount of time." Um, and the Night Sisters are like, try to like <laughs> throw them under the bus. Oh, they brought a prisoner. They brought someone else. Like he's like, "Uh, I didn't know about this." Like, oh, we didn't see it coming. <laughs> and then like all oh, these mercenaries dude i love that when he like she introduces Balin, or, uh morgan introduces ba- balan and shin and right away thrawn knows oh you're general balan skull the jedi so he knows like memorized every single yeah jedi from the clone wars mm-hmm. so like, he just knew that name and he's like oh and he's like well i'm not i left them a long time ago type of thing and then they just morgan's like oh they brought sabine wren 
Oh, that's a familiar name. That's a name that's familiar. And so he's like, she will definitely be of good use to us. And so then Balin was like in the background, like, yes, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah." And so then immediately they go to have a meeting with Sabine. So Sabine gets brought in. And she's like, Thrawn. He's like, Sabine Wren, it's nice to see a familiar face after all these years. And right away, Sabine's like, where's Ezra? (laughs) Oh, of course, your friend. Of course, you're here to to, to find him. And, you know, what a tragedy is that your, your endeavor to find him will cost the galaxy so much or whatever he says. He says it way better. I can't. I'm not as cool as Thrawn, so... Um, but he's like, you know, you help me. Like, I have you to thank because if it wasn't for you, like not destroying the map, I'd be stuck here forever. So thank you. And because of that, I'm going to help you. I'm going to let you go find Ezra on your own. And she's like, that's it. Like, yeah, I'm going to let you go find Ezra. And later on we find out it's because he wants her to find him so he can kill them both. So. She's like, all right, well, what kind of rides do you got around here? <laughs> and we finally get introduced to these howlers, which are like... Well, we saw them as they're flying in. I didn't see that till later on, like after like a second time I watching. Right away, I'm like, oh, look, Dave Filoni added his wolves. Like, that's uh, <laughs> Well, I said in my reaction, I was like, what are these wannabe loaf wolves? Like, Because yeah. they're like... With giant noses. Dog, dog slash bat slash rats. Flash like, horse. Like, there's some weird looking things. And they load load up Sabine. Like, All right, you go out. Here's your weapons. And go out. And Thrawn, uh, earlier Thrawn is like, let's let you know that when my ship leaves, like, you're stranded here forever. So, like, make it quick type of thing. Which... It's kind of weird that, like, it implies that she's like, if you want to come back, you have to come with me back on my ship before we leave. But that would mean that Ezra would be with her because she's not mm-hmm. going to find Ezra and just leave him. So it's kind of weird that. It was like saying that they need to go to Thrawn. Right. So. So then, so she got given all these supplies and, like, scanners and stuff do you, and i don't know if you noticed but they you know with her uh food rations there was some beans did you see those beans i did yeah they kind of look like coffee what? beans coffee beans yeah so and if you look if you zoom in with your 4k tv like mm-hmm. you can see it says right in the package wesley andrews coffee and tea out of minneapolis minnesota yeah, who happen to be our sponsor today. So whether you're here on this planet in a different galaxy or a, a, a death Mary witch, <laughs> you can enjoy some coffee and tea from Wesley Andrews. So let's hear a commercial from our sponsor. Hey, everyone. Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. 
The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio. that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Cool, cool. So Sabine runs out on into the wilderness and Balin, Shin, Morgan, Thrawn, and maybe Enoch, I think, are on the ledge of the temple watching her. And this is where we find out Thrawn's plan. He's like, yeah, the promise of us letting her go search for her thing. We fulfilled our promise. That's all we promised. And Balin and Shin, you're going to go and find her. And you're going to take two squads of troopers with you. And once the two are found together, eliminate them. And that's Thrawn's plan is just to kill him. So apparently he's not able to find Ezra, which I think is a weird thing. Like we said earlier, but whatever. It is what it is. And in this scene, I really felt like Shin was questioning everything. Like she was really yeah. confused. Like, what? What are we doing? Like, this is yeah. the plan? Like, I feel like she's going to betray Balin. I, I know. I, I think I think they're both going to betray Thrawn. Or like not betray Thrawn, Thrawn, but Balin's getting more and more clouded. The opinions and like we've seen this from the beginning with him not wanting to kill Ahsoka. Clearly, he failed at killing Ahsoka. He didn't know he didn't kill her, but because he doesn't watch Star Wars and realize if you fall off a cliff, you don't die. Come on, right? So. See, I, I don't think, I think I Balin has, like I said, I think he has his own agenda. So I think he's on the path that he's always been on, but Shin doesn't know exactly what, Shin is just as confused as we She's are. about. Lost, yeah. <laughs> but I think, but the fact that like, they're like, she's fought Sabine and, mm-hmm. and like they're enemies, but now she's like, but we're just going to randomly kill him? Like... Yeah, she doesn't seem... She's confused on um, what's going on, and I think that's she's going to betray something, or she's going to well, save Sabine somehow. They had a weird look, didn't they? Who? They kind of looked at each other, like Sabine and her, when they are talking. At some point in this episode, like they had like a Maybe, I don't, look I don't at know. each other. Maybe, I... I'm sure they looked at each other when they entered the room, but they've already were on the hyperspace ring together. So it's like, I don't know. Oh, she was in jail. 
but yeah, so, th so this is a scene where we hear subtly Thrawn's organ theme, which I thought was not loud enough because <laughs> I want it loud. I want it. I think we're going to get it. We'll when get he's, it. I think maybe next episode or something when he's like directing all of his troopers and telling the Night Sisters what to do. Like he's, his, we're going to see him be Thrawn at his best with his, I would say strategery, but that's not a word. His strategic command. And we're going to hear his music just blaring. I hope we see like behind the scenes of this, some old guy on the organ, like <laughs> playing it, like, like he's never played the organ before, but did they release a new episode of behind the scenes? There was like a little like minute and a half thing from last week's episode of like Hayden. Hayden, but that was like a clip. Is there like a full like, breakdown? I don't think so. On Disney Plus? There might be a, eventually. Did you watch the clip? I, I didn't watch the clip. So one was really cool. Hayden Christensen and Rosario Dawson mm -hmm. were in acting school together. Oh, cute. So like they already knew each other. Cause I, I've seen them like a picture you're of like, them. They act like they're best friends. Oh, that young photo, right? Well, Her, as well, like, there's, well, I thought it was just they just met at like she just met Hayden Christensen at some point and took a picture together. Yeah, when they're younger. But apparently they were they knew each other from before start the prequels or something like that. So that's cool. And so then like they had. Oh no! There's no be, new episode because they were like friends in the past didn't see each other for a long time and then reconnected. It was kind of like the same mentality as Anakin and Ahsoka. They were friends Aww. together hadn't seen each other for a while, then they reconnected. So it was like the same kind of feel that they could live out. Like it wasn't like acting. It was actually real in a sense. <laughs> and Hayden's like, honestly having like a redemption arc in his acting career. Is he doing other acting or other than Star Wars? No, but he's redeemed. Like he's changing. Like, I don't know. Like he's I, just like. What else is there for him to do? Like I don't know if there's. We got him in Obi Wan. We got him in Ahsoka. Like what else is there for him to show up in? Like a movie. There's so know. much more potential now. I he don't. Could, he could literally be coaching Ray in the movie. As a force ghost. Ah, uh, that'd be stupid. I would hate that. Would, you would hate that, but <laughs> I, would hate yeah, that. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Like, we got Luke, like, as a force ghost, and then Yoda shows up, and then Qui-Gon, and then Obi-Wan, and then Hayden. I just picture, like, an Avatar The Last Airbender with, like, all the past Avatars, like, show up and, like... Yeah, <laughs> in a line for all back of history. A party, yeah. Well, it's a party, man. Jedi party. Jedi part. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so let's see. Where am I in my notes? Under Jedi party, you're there. Um. You're you're at the part where um you thought that what's her name is gonna betray, right? Um, but it was hard to take notes on because it, it was like all over the place. But Sabine's on her. So okay, I'm just gonna do all that Sabine stuff, and then we'll go back to the other stuff just so we don't have to jump back and forth. So Sabine's going along on top of this, so the howler, and 
they become best friends in like ten minutes. No, that's not yet. That's later on. Because oh. she's just using him as oh, a, yeah. a mount. Yeah, that's true. True. And then she gets off and she's using her little like scanner thing, and then she gets jumped by a bunch of samurais, raider bandit things in which... samurai gear, like straight up. Okay, it wasn't straight up. I, I dude, there was some similar things, but it wasn't like straight up samurai. Like, uh, but it was know. very interesting because their blasters were different. They didn't shoot like red or green lasers. What like, did they shoot? I didn't it, it, it wasn't like a laser shot. It was, I don't know if it was like a little like ball of energy or something, but like, it wasn't like you didn't see the well, the line. Different that, galaxy. So like, I don't know like what if it was a projectile, and I don't think it was a projectile, but it was just different, which I noticed. Um, I didn't notice that, but that would make sense because their technology is different, right? And so I mean, you see by Morgan's ship, but like, it's so weird, right? So Sabine is holding her own pretty well against. I don't know, it was like five or six of them, and she's just utilizing her best car armor. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt but, it felt cool because it felt like we were watching Mando too. Like it had those like she was blocking, she got hit, and it was like bouncing off. Like it really felt like oh, it was cool. And yeah, was like, strong in all galaxies, man. There was one shot that was like right in her chest plate, and mm-hmm. she just kept going. Um, and then she starts to get overpowered a little bit. She gets knocked down. She's like, all right. She whips out her lightsaber, and she's actually. Was doing pretty. She did pretty well with that to the point where they ran off. Like the leader, like stopped and ran. Like looked like this is not good. I, we can't fight her. And then the one guy with like the staff, she cuts both ends off. And he's like, "Well, I'm I'm pretty useless now." So he runs. So I thought the guy, like the leader, who like stopped and like there's like a scene where like, he it goes to him like this watching and reacting. Mm-hmm. I thought he was for a second. I was like, "Is that Ezra?" Like. Mm. And he realized, oh, wait, that's my lightsaber. That's his Sabine. Like, I thought maybe something like that. Um, Still too fast for me, but yeah. Cool. And so, well, then at this point, right when she gets shot, like the first time, uh, like off the the holler, the holler runs off. Mm-hmm. And so then after the band sleep, she starts walking because she doesn't have him anymore and her, her scanner's broken. And so then the dog is following behind her. And she starts yelling at the dog, and the dog like crouches, like puts his head down. Like it was so cool. It was so, so sad. <laughs> I felt so bad for that. I'm like, he's getting he shot at. Me. He's like, like, he's like, you betrayed me. You left me alone. And then he was like, that. I'm like, dude, I. Everyone's had that moment with their dog, where they've been mad at their dog, and their dog <laughs> is behind them pouting, and like still following them. And you're like, I don't want to look at you because you're in trouble right now. Like. <laughs> It was super, like, it was one of those moments that was super relatable. <laughs> like, right. everyone's had that moment. I had that moment with my dog literally yesterday at the park. Yeah, what did, what did Ahsoka do? Well, because I was throwing the ball to her off, and she's really good off leash. Like, really good. Like, she's better off leash than she is on leash. And she saw this little kid, and they're, she, the little kid was playing with Miles, and, of course, Ahsoka wanted to go play with the little kid. So she runs and like goes up to this little kid and she's a scary looking dog. And the little kids start crying because they're on the park and we were like, Ahsoka, don't go to the park. 
and then she did, and then she knew she was in trouble right away. But actually, Stephanie was the one that was laying down the law. Scary. <laughs> um, Facts. But yeah, so then like Sabine like shushes like like bats him away to like run away. So he walks off. She walks off screen, and then the dog <laughs> starts coming back. And then she finally, all right, fine. I'll give you another chance. And then the dog gets all happy. Like, all right, let's do this. And she's like, all right, well, you got to help me. This is your planet. Like, what do we do? And so the dog starts sniffing around. <laughs> like, okay. And she goes and follows the dog. And then they go to this spot where it's like a little stream. And he starts drinking water. And she's like, oh, you just wanted the water. And then the dog starts thirsty. Yeah. And the dog starts sniffing around more and start sniffing this rock and Sabine's like it's just a rock and like part of me was like I was thinking of at the beginning of Rogue One where she lifts up that rock and like oh yeah, yeah. like well, is there like a hatch here that Ezra like has like underground I think this is like a rock covering a hatch or something which would have been cool which would have been cool but we get this turtle man <laughs> like I I just don't get it. I bootleg. It was the most out of Star. I this was like straight out of like Lord of the Rings or like some like fantasy. It, it reminded me of Harry Potter. Maybe something from Harry Potter. Um. So this is this is with all of Sabine stuff like the journey and finding this weird dog, like riding this weird dog and finding this tur- these turtle civilization and stuff, and like the fact that we're like, in a magic world and there's like statues like. I think the reason why this planet is looks like this was by the by Dave Filoni like created this world like this is because it's seen as like a fairy tale and stories mm-hmm. and it's taking that fairy tale feel that you see like in a fantasy movie or show of like weird creatures and like a journey mm-hmm. and like taking like those journeys from like Lord of the Rings and other shows like yeah where it's just that fantasy thing and it's like playing off the Jedi's stories of fairy tales and making it come mm. to life to be real so well, I even Balin was saying in this whole episode like he was like pausing and his Padawan's like what's wrong and he was like this is this this is um been a, a fairy tale to me my whole life right like these are stories that i've heard as a kid and now i'm in them right and he's like at one point he says like well i hope the stories are true mm-hmm. but it's like i think that's what the show creators did were doing with sabine's thing and like the aesthetic mm-hmm. and these creatures was to portray it did actually now that you say that it felt very lord of the rings yeah, and I feel like there's like fantasy cartoons from like the '80s that I think some people I heard someone like Willow, like that old movie Willow, oh, yeah, and yeah. so I've never I haven't watched that movie or the TV series, but mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to just mimic that kind of aesthetic and fairy tale mm-hmm. lore and stuff like that. So I get why they're doing that, but. I thought it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. That being, I, I just, I they're like the turtle guys, but they had like 
a suit on like like yeah, a, it, that's it kind of yeah yeah it almost felt like you're watching like a D show or something like right like they were they're creatures and they're wearing like weird outfits yeah i i understand why it it definitely will take you out of the feel of star wars but for me i think it works with the, what they're doing with the story like it is a magical place it is different right like and from seeing these creatures and seeing the other people that she killed there's a good magic element and a bad magic element yeah maybe um but yeah so these creatures are called the noti n-o-t-i that's from the subtitles noti mm-hmm. um and so i what noticed language were they speaking noti the noti language that's what it's how does Sabine it know it okay so i was confused at, at first but when we're when she is first given the howler the Enoch says Tota, which is lay down. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, okay, that's just what he says, tumble down. But no, later no. on, when, when the one turtle tells all of his friends to get up, he says Toto. So Tota is down, Toto is up. up. <laughs> which I think I figured, I think I figured it cracked that code. So I, I speak. You speak. A little bit of Toti. When you get your Great Dane, that's how you got to. No T. A great Dane, teach him an alien language. Yeah, dude, that'd be so dull. Because you know, like Ahsoka knows Mung, but to like Ahsoka, to... your dog. Yeah, knows, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, the Mung My language. Dog's name is Ahsoka, and like she knows Mung, so to teach your dog an alien, like Ewok or something, would be so cool. <laughs> I bet there's like some diehard. Oh, dude, you know, like diehard Star Trek fans. They've well, taught their pets uh, Klingon. Well, I, yeah, I mean. Because that's like a fully like written out language that people can actually learn, I think. so. Yeah, and the same with El- Elvish. Right. So, like, if you did that with, like, <laughs> that'd be, like, just a bunch of different Star Wars languages and you just take what words you want. Like, oh, yeah, this is Hatties and, like. <laughs> Shuriwook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he catches the ball. <laughs> Yeah, so Sabine. So first of all, the Howler wants to eat the turtle because he's hungry. But Sabine's like, "No, stop, dog! Like, let me talk to this guy. See if we can like. I'm looking for my friend Ezra. Blah blah blah. Do you like? Okay. I'm looking for a friend. What's going on? He sees her. Right. So eventually, he sees the rebel symbol on her armor, and points to it. And she's like, do you know Ezra? Like, did you get, see the symbol from Ezra? And he opens up his chest and like under his shirt, he has like a medallion, wood, wood looking medallion with the no, rebels. Cause first she's, she said, oh, you like the symbol? Like, do you like the way it looks? And then he pulled it out and then she's right. like, wait, hold up. Do you know Ezra? And yeah. then he wakes up all of his other buddies and they start like talking to each other. All these rocks that we didn't really notice. <laughs> before yeah and so then he she started talking to him again like do you know ezra and then he does actually say ezra like the mm-hmm. bridger like he actually says the name in english and so he's like all right let's go and so then they start following and then they go to the village 
And I'm like, there's this little village. I'm like, is Ezra here? Like, Thrawn couldn't find his village? Like, how hard is that to find a village? Um, but so she's walking through and she's just seeing like the world, way of life. They're just little shops and, you know, a little baby, no tea. And then they're eating food and stuff. And then it looks at her and then the camera pans. And then leaning up in the back was a human. I'm like, is that Ezra? Oh, it's Ezra. And it focuses. And he's like, what do you say? It's about time you found me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she turns around, barely any emotion, just has a little smile on her face. And I'm like, you find it, it, it took you long enough. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, and then they finally embrace and hug and holy y'all snow said earlier in the chat um what do you say he said i saw someone say it looks like it i saw each they saw each other at the grocery store a week after a party like like did i meet you last week like we got some party oh what's up like yeah you're like it is very anticlimactic scene like it's very just like Oh, finally you're here. After I decided to destroy my entire galaxy potentially to come save you. I risk everything for you. But what's up, bud? Like like it was just like what? Yeah, like I know that they, they wanted to portray it as like a beautiful scene, like a like they'd want to do it that rather than like an action scene where there wasn't where there's no emotion. So they, they, I think they tried to make it emotional, but like she should have cried. Like she should have bawled. Like she should have just started. Like if she would have just started breaking down in that moment, and he went and hugged her, and she's just sitting there crying on his chest, like she fell to the ground crying because she was so happy to see him, and then he went around and hugged her. Yeah, or or if she just started crying and she just sprinted and yeah. almost tackles him with a yeah. hug, and she then she starts crying and she's like that would have been so much better. Like. Yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm happy. Thrawn's back. Or Ezra's back. Like I'm Thrawn is back. I just want to know if he's been continuing trying to learn the force. Like is he like super powerful now in the force? Or is he just like forgotten about it and he's like Grogu and doesn't know how to use it anymore? But I'm hoping next week or in the finale like he's able to connect with the whales or something or he's able to connect with the animals because he's always had a thing where he can connect with the animals that's that's ezra's thing it's like is he gonna like awaken animals from all around the land to like it would be very um out of character for him to just like push the force away right but it's one of those things like would he have needed it so like you know, Luke says in Mando season two finale, like talent without training is nothing. Like if he's just hanging out with these turtle guys, like, he doesn't need to use the force. Like he wouldn't need to train. And and maybe he didn't use the force so the Night Sisters can find him. Maybe because That's possible in this scene, are as they are talking or whatever, he tells them to like, all right, time to pack up. We got to keep moving. Like, they always are moving around. So they're never in the same place more 
Like, they're always packing up and leaving. Right, because that's what he says. Like, they're, they never stay in one spot. They're a nomadic mm-hmm. thing, so. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So he, this part where he asks her, like, how did you find me? And she's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Can I just enjoy the moment now of a, a, I finally found you and just, like, enjoy that? And he's like, sure, that's fine. But just stupid. Why is that stupid? Because she didn't enjoy it when she first saw him. Well, whatever. There's that. But, <laughs> but like, it'd be kind of lame. Like, you see someone for the first time and all this time, and then, like, you're like, all right, well, I kind of screwed the whole universe and, like, just kind of ruined that. Like, she just wants to enjoy her friend before crap hits the fan. Because it's going to happen. Right. If she saw us two days, though. Right. Maybe. I don't really know, but. Because, like, we're assuming this happened in one day, right? We never so, saw the nightfall, right? So, I think crap's gonna hit the fan, whether with if it's with Balin and Shin with some bandits that attack him or stuff. But I really hope, like I said, that he's been continuing with the force and like he's just also, why didn't she give him his lightsaber back? Like, hey, I got your lightsaber. Like, well, I mean, like you said, like she didn't want to talk about anything. She just wanted to hang out. Like, so that if, might happen. If he's super OP now in the forest and he gets his saber back, he just takes out like everybody. Uh huh. Or so- maybe somehow he has his own already that he made there. That'd be cool. Because remember, what's his name said that is his her saber now. She's modified it. Right. So maybe he actually has his own version of like. A magical saber. All right. Or that he's word. been collecting parts all these years mm-hmm. in case like, he oh, can. Well, because I think, was it said or something that, like, or maybe in a previous episode, like the Jedi traveled to Peridia? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like sabers that he found on the planet or Kyber crystals they found yeah. from fallen Jedi or something. That'd be cool. There's got to be more creatures on this planet, too. Like, there's no way it's just these samurais and turtles and witches. Right. So, I'm hoping he has this whole fleet of animals, and then he has he's super strong in the forest, and he's just OP. I hope. He's just waiting for the day to yep. attack, yep. and these turtles are like, he can shoot them across with, like, a with it's the like, force, just eat them. And it's like Mario eat. Kart, you shoot yeah. the shells. To like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then Ezra just thanks her for finding him and says, I can't wait to go home. And I'm like, um, it's not that easy. <laughs> but, so that's the end of the Sabine-Ezra stuff. Uh, there's one scene um, with... Balin and Shin, they find the bandits that Sabine killed and they kind of like are talking and Shin has, there's an interesting conversation because Shin's like, I think, so this is like when she, just since her being here is when she, I think, learned of Ezra and she asks, oh, did you remember Ezra? He's like, no, he was too young. He's a Boken Jedi, someone trained after the Jedi fell, which... A Boken is a 
wood sword that samurais would practice with, which is a, I don't know if that means anything else within Japanese culture of like a Boken samurai. I don't know if it's this thing or not, but either way, it's cool that we learned this, that side like Jedi that are trained on the side and not like part of the Jedi are called Boken Jedi. Um, and Shin is like, well, do you miss the Jedi order? And he says like, I miss the idea of the Jedi, but like, I understand the truth of reality. Like they are just a power that rose and then fell. And so, and then he's like, there's something on this planet that is calling to me and it's powerful. It's, it's like a power that the witches are fleeing from. Like, cause they're, I think it's the point that the witches are going to go with Thrawn, but they're fleeing something also on this planet that they want to get off of and escape. So there's something on this planet that he's searching for that's a power. And so we don't know what that is exactly. It's the turtles. I don't know. <laughs> unless, unless that power that he senses is Ezra. And, and he discovers that Ezra is the key well, why to... Why would they want to escape from Ezra? I don't know. Maybe he's just so powerful they're that... going to let Thrawn capture Ezra? Like I don't know. I Maybe... think there's something else there that's even worse than all of them, and somehow these samurai creatures are working with them. And, and... I don't think they're creatures. I think they're just people with armor. <laughs> well, yeah. Like sand people or something. It's like their version of sand people. But like the um, as they're having this conversation, they show up. Right. And they're like, um Shin was gonna fight them, and then he said, Well, the enemy of our enemy is our friend. Right. So they're gonna join together to fight. But I don't know. Well, I don't know what this Balance deal is. I don't know what this power is that's calling to him. I like it would be weird to like introduce a whole new power or like threat to the galaxy now. Like it just kind of be weird. So it's like whatever it is, it has. They have to do it well. Like it has to be and quick. Right. They only got. Unless it's a Grisk. I don't know. Like, there's a Grisk on this planet that's... I don't know. I'm just wanting Grisk, but we're not going to get him for a while if they ever do. But... So that's that. Um, so earlier on in the episode, because we were kind of doing storyline by storyline, uh, Enoch goes to Thrawn about Balin and Shin. They're on their way going after Sabine and he's like all right just send two squads of troops troopers and uh, Morgan's like are you sure you don't want more and Thrawn pauses for a second it's like no we've had many losses over the years two will be sufficient or whatever and like you said she just listened and submitted to that so Thrawn acknowledges that we see also the catacombs being um, emptied, so like all these coffins are being raised and brought back into the ship, which I didn't realize that these Star Destroyers had like hundreds of 
coffins that they used for dead bodies. Like, I just figured it's the Empire. If someone dies, you just leave them. They don't care. But. Well, who's to say they don't, but Thrawn does? That, too, because he's more. He wants people to believe that he can be trusted and that he cares yeah. about him just so he can use him. Now, unless, like, these. Are not, these catacombs, like these coffins, are not dead bodies? Maybe they're just like in a state, like they're just kind of like in a sleeping thing because they're they're too injured to heal. And he's like, all right, we're just gonna put you to sleep until. Or who's to say that? Because oh, they're from uh, the Ascendancy trilogy. The Magus puts her in the thing to keep her quiet and puts her to sleep. So he's done this. Maybe he's done it because he's done this before, like to keep people alive and quiet. Mm. Just puts them in the sleep chamber until further use. That makes sense. What are you gonna say? So, or maybe that this is the spirit of these zombies, like the bodies of these troopers that are all dead, and like they're not actually there. Like that'd be cool. Like, maybe, like, all these dead people are actually these troopers. Maybe. I think it would be so cool if we end up getting these things as zombies. Like, it would be so cool. Or, like, not zombies technically, but, like, just whatever they're called. Like, green dust people. (laughs) Like, it would be such a cool thing. And, like... And like we said earlier, like they're red and like they literally looked like the images that you got from like if you look at the new um, Death Trooper um, cover art from the new book or the it's an old book. It's not canon. It's a zombie book. But like they kind of look the same, like they look similar in that art. So it'd be really cool if they just like took that concept and like made it their own via through the magic. Right. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think it'd be cool also if like we get a flashback oh. of like of like a like a battle between. Thrawn and the troopers against like the Night Sisters or something. Uh huh. Like, that'd be cool. Like, and somehow see... he won. Because there's he no won. way he arrived on this planet and they're like, hey, Thrawn, it's good to have you. Like, there had to have been yeah. a conflict. And then Thrawn won the conflict and that's why they now submit to him. And like, are these clones just dying? Like, if they actually died, like, is it just through, via through starvation? Maybe. Like, so you don't have to feed clones if they're not there. So I hope it'd be cool to get a flashback, but I don't know if we'll yeah, get that. But so then the final scene that we get is um, Thrawn is you know called to the the docking bay. He's like, oh, the witches wanna needed to talk to me, and they're like, we sense someone else is coming, a Jedi coming with travelers. So like they call the whales travelers, I think. Um, And he's like, this is very unfortunate news. 
And he's like, this one happened to be Ahsoka Tano, the d- recently deceased Jedi. And he looks over at Morgan. I don't I, Balin said that she was killed. And he, he's like, well, we're not going to assume that she didn't tell we got a body. So he understands Star Wars. <laughs> she yeah, got a body. Ron watches Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. He actually pays attention. He yeah. sees all the details. Um, but he has a line that I was, I was really confusing because he says, um, Jedi and Night Sisters both use death and resurrection to deceive. But like, what does that mean? Like, when did the Jedi do that? Like, there's in the Clone Wars, like there's an arc where they fake Obi Wan's death to trick Anakin to like go on a mission. But like, when have when do like obviously with the with the night sisters like they make zombies all the time like yeah like we get that but like when did jedi use death and resurrection to deceive people like i i don't understand he's been understand. talking about palpatine too much getting those palpatine rumors and lies maybe do you I think the spirit of palpatine is somehow communicating to thron no, I think, I think Palpatine has his plan set in place the whole time, and it's just being executed by mm. his followers. Um, but yeah, and so then, uh, Thrawn is like, "All right, if any Star Whales come into the system, attack with prejudice. This, this slaughter them." So. I'm nervous because we're gonna. See, I think we're gonna see a lot of whales die next week. It's gonna yeah. be sad. And like the main, the big one that has Soka, like he's gonna be like the last. He's gonna be like fighting, like going all out, like to save his pod of people because he's the leader, seemingly. And I'm just gonna be sad to see all. They these do whales. travel there to die. That is true, but it's, it's like to die. Naturally, not yeah. slaughtered by, but like, and then so then Thrawn like turns away from Morgan and goes to the witches and like once again I'm I need you to use your dark magic. I oh dang like we're gonna see a star destroyer versus whales and we're gonna see dark magic against the whales. And, and what do the whales have to defend themselves? There's blow holes or missile no. launchers. <laughs> but like, I think it's be cool. Two, three against a thousand, like so many people. Like, there's got to be other things to help them out. I don't know. I I'm just excited to see dark magic on a large scale being used. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be crazy. Like people who <laughs> are casual Star Wars fans, they're gonna see oh, this. Like, what the heck is going on? This is so Star many, Wars. I'm gonna have so many questions <laughs> by casual fans. So. I'm just excited for that standoff, that fight. Like, how does Ahsoka, like, get to the surface? Is she going to get shot down? Is she going to land safely? Like, is she going to get captured while in space? Like, is Sabine and Ezra going to save Ahsoka? Which is kind of funny. Like, she goes to save Ezra type of thing, but... Or goes to save them, too, but then they actually save her. Like, I think that's more likely. They're going to see it all happen. No matter how far you are away from them, like they're only uh, 
a horse dog away. Like they're not that <laughs> far away. So like they're gonna see all this commotion once these wells show up. So he's gonna realize, I think, that Ahsoka is there. So the question is, do you think that at the end of next episode, or is it gonna be the end of the finale where the Star Destroyer hooks up to the hyperspace ring and goes back to our planet? I think it's the next episode. So then, the final episode we're gonna see in our galaxy of something yeah. going down, like the mm-hmm. the, the uh, remnants of the Empire coming together. I it would be crazy if like the finale is when they show him leave. So it's like it ends with him going back to our galaxy, and that's how the show ends. Like we don't even see him arrive at our galaxy. That would be the biggest cliffhanger, cliffhanger ever. But yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This episode, like I said, was the good parts really good, but the rest of it was just kind of under underwhelming. But I'm glad we finally see Thrawn. I'm glad we have our boy Ezra back. But yeah, anything else, Drew? No. All right. Cool, cool. Well, we'll transition over to voicemail time then. It's voicemail time. All right, cool, cool. We actually got quite a few voicemails. We have six voicemails. We haven't had that many in a while. So last week we had uh, a first-time sender, uh, Shadrick, Send in a voicemail, and he has sent two this week. So let's take a listen to his first one. Hey guys, Shadrick again. Uh, yes, Shadrick. But if if you guys want it, you can call me Shad. It's whatever. Either way, it's fine with me. I've heard way worse. <laughs> but uh, I figured I'd send you guys another voicemail, a little less awkward one or whatever. Oh, and by the way, now that I think about it, I think I started watching you guys not watching, but listening to you guys uh, probably around when season three of Mando came out, because I just love hearing people's thoughts and stuff on stuff I love to watch or whatever, but also, fun fact about me, I apparently have the same birthday as Hayden Christensen, uh, the chosen one, April 19th. <laughs> we are both Aries babies. The last day of an Aries, actually. But I'm going to send a two-parter, but my second voicemail is going to be my actual question. So, yeah. All right. Cool. cool, cool. Well, you mentioned that you listen to us, not watch us. Well, just go click the subscription <laughs> button on YouTube <laughs> just for fun to see what we look like, you know, just so we, you know, get that. And also, you said you like to listen to stuff that people talk about, stuff that you've watched. Well, on our YouTube channel, we do have. Drew and I do a breakdown of The Last of Us. We did a, a one episode review of the show only on YouTube. Yeah. So if you watch that show, go check us out for our review on that show. That too. Well, I think it was only like an hour long or something like that. So yeah, um, go check that out and hit that subscribe button while you're there, Chadrick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yes. So oh, and also that's cool. Same birthday as the chosen one, as you said. So that's pretty cool. 
I don't know if I share a birthday with anyone famous. Do you share a birthday with anyone famous? Not that I know of. I'm sure, if you Google it, there's somebody. My birthday is um, on National Coffee Day. Wow. So that's very cool. That's you were you were born to do what you do. Apparently. All right. Well, let's take a listen to Shadrick's second voicemail. Now, here is my question. So next month, I am going to Disney, and I'm hoping when I go to Galaxy's Edge, I'm able to make my own lightsaber. Yes, I heard the Disney lightsabers aren't the best, but I heard the experience is worth it. But my okay. question was, is, uh, what, like, do you guys, like, have any, like, preferences on what I should get, like, parts? Like, for example, my two favorites are Anakin's lightsaber saber from revenge of the sith and luke skywalker uh luke skywalker's uh lightsaber from return of the jedi those are like my two favorites so especially drew i would like drew's opinion especially because i believe he's been there a lot and uh obviously i'd love all your opinions but <laughs> please you guys are my only hope <laughs> thank you shadrick out i've been all there right, three cool. times not that much more than most people go in a lifetime, so that's that's fair. But Andrew's been there. I have and not been there. Tantan's been there. He was just there last week. Last week. So um, I'm not the only one anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now at the Galaxy's Edge saber making, can they? Can people make a curved hilt? No. No. I was gonna say if you can get a curved hilt, do a curved. Yeah, I like the curved hilts. So yeah. But if they don't got that, um, go with a yellow kyber crystal. I like the yellow blade. That's my favorite. I believe you can pick that. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know anything about lightsabers. So Drew, take oh, it away. What, what's cool about the building one, and I've said this in the past, like I own two Galaxy's Edge lightsabers. They're not the best compared to my other one. But what's cool about the building one is like, like you said, it's an experience. You're going there. There's a whole show, and like you do stuff together. And my brother-in-law has done it, and I was with him. I was his like plus one to the show, and so I, I was able to experience it without buying one. And I kind of wish I would have done it. And if I ever go back to Galaxy's Edge, I'll most likely do it myself. Um, I should say when I go back to Galaxy's Edge, but um, next year. But um, with that, I think what I would do is do like, I believe it's called light side or like, so there's like a dark side, a Jedi side, and then like two other things. There's like an earth side where you can get like a bone, like a, like a saber tooth looking thing at the end of your hilt and make it more like woody looking more like natural things, which I feel like Jeremiah, you would probably like that thing, but you don't have to add the bone thing. Right. But some people do. Um, but there's like a lighter side that's more like clean metal. And that's similar to like Anakin Saber and like Obi-Wan's where it's just like very minimalist look and stuff like that. And then I, I agree, like the yellow Kyber Crystal is cool. And what's cool about building your own lightsaber there is that you can buy Afterwards, you can buy any kyber crystal you want and always add it in and change the color yourself. So, 
you can do that too. Cool. Yeah. Well, I hope you have fun at Disney. But <laughs> do you see what I just wrote yeah. in the chat? Uh, you gotta read it now that you said that, Jeremy. <laughs> Gakman eight twenty, who is also in the Discord by a different name, says Jeremiah honestly reminds me of Gunji. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. Know. I like Gunji. I I think he his... said I don't know. He just has that vibe. <laughs> Gunji's lightsaber is in my top five, which is on a podcast top five lightsabers. So I I see that. That's why I feel like I like the wood. The wood. Yeah, hilt. you need like, like a wood hilt looking thing. Like I feel like, and Gunji's cool. He's just like a really cool, fun guy. Fun guy, Gunji, Gunjai, Gunja. <laughs> all right, all right, that was awesome. Uh, but yeah, so I hope to hear from you again, Chadwick. Join the Discord. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I feel like you you like to hang out with some of us in the Discord. A lot of fun. Um, next up. From our our boy, Daddy Palps. Let's take a listen. Hey guys, Daddy Palps here. I had a quick thing that I learned today. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but it. I saw online that it said that Hu Yang is twenty five thousand and twenty BBY was when he was created. What do you guys think about that? I don't. I I saw that and I thought that's ridiculous. That would mean that he has survived several genocides, basically, of the Jedi <laughs> Order. So, all right, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, thanks, Daddy Pelps. I have heard that that he's twenty five thousand years. I don't know if it's true, but that means he could potentially be in the High Republic. He would be oh, high probably, yeah, because that's only 150 years ago or before. But the Jedi Origins movie that we're going to get eventually takes place 25,000 years in the past. Oh, that's convenient. So he's going to be he's gonna be there in, at the origin of the Jedi. He's going to help build the first lightsaber, if that's true. He's like, in so that's going to be cool to see. Cool. Like, maybe he's going to learn with the first Jedi, how to build a lightsaber. Like he's going to like create like the, the mechanisms and like the science like, yeah. electrical work to like figure out how it works. So and it'll be cool. Is he going to look exactly the same? I hope he does. <laughs> or is he going to be, Oh, he has to be 25% different, 25% different than we've seen, but he would be a hundred percent of what we see in Clone Wars. Correct. Well, but maybe, I don't know, because he got damaged in the Clone Wars, so that's maybe that's why he's twenty five percent not original parts. But I think it'd be super cool to see him way, in that movie. They they knew how to make droids back then. Let's just say that <laughs> that lasts way longer. It's like a car. The older cars are so much better, dude. Right. If they're not okay, it depends on what year. But like, like they just last longer. They're more reliable. These new cars, man. If you unplug one thing, the whole thing just decides to sh- lock up. So, yeah, I'm all about these old droids. Apparently, the one thing that I don't under okay, this is a little tangent, but one thing I don't understand that car makers, car companies don't do, like why they don't come out with like a new Mustang that has 
the 1960-whatever body, but a modern car. Like People would buy the crap out of that because they like those old 1962, oh, you got a 1962 Mustang with the little, like, like make that body on a modern car. Like, people would oh, buy yeah. that crap so fast. But. Yeah, I think, I think it has to do with mileage and aerodynamics and. Oh, they're, it's. Just they want to change it, but I mean, fine. You, they can throw a Tesla batteries in a Mustang and just make it run like that. It'd be so dope. Like you get all the gadgets and stuff, but then the body of a Mustang. Have you seen the newer Mustang? No, I'm probably have. I just don't really care. You have, and you just haven't realized it. It's like a hatchback four door electrical car. It's so dumb. I don't even want to talk about it because I can go on a rant. Because I used to own a Mustang. And I was but, a Mustanger. But now you're just a Jeep guy. Now I'm a Jeep guy. Yeah, you and got I, a Jeep shirt on. I do. Uh, and, <laughs> and I loved my old Jeep more than my new Jeep. I'll just say that. Even though Jeremiah hated my old Jeep because the handle. Yeah, the handle. I kept breaking the handle off trying to get out of his truck. Like, But it was so much better. <laughs> I, I liked your dad's Jeep before it. Oh, it, yeah. I don't want to talk about that one, too. That one was dope. Monster truck <laughs> wheels with, like, giant, like lights on top they're like yeah that car- for hunting dinosaurs at night how bright those were <laughs> yeah um that, that jeep and my dad decided not to drive in the winter and it seized up but people make mistakes apparently yep but yeah so that's daddy pelps you're going i'm gonna go hang out with him Is next week duck hunting yeah. or pheasant hunting? Duck hunting. Duck, duck hunting in a week and a half from now so you gotta vlog that up dude yeah, I don't know how many people want to watch people kill animals on our channel, but well, you don't have to have kill shots. You can just vlog the experience of going hiking through the woods and getting into a field or whatever. You're we're going on a boat in a lake, but or like a pond thing. But yeah, yeah, go. I'll watch. Gagman says he'll watch. So that's all one right. view. All right, there you go. Make sure you go subscribe on our YouTube channel while you're over there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you, Daddy Pelps. It's always a pleasure. Yep. All right. Next two voicemails are from our good friend, Addie. We haven't heard from her for a while, so let's take a listen to number one. Hey, Empire Radio. It's Addie. I'm back with another voicemail. I'm so sorry. It's been forever. School has been busy and a little bit trickier, but I'm here now. I just want to send a voicemail about the latest Ahsoka episode. Oh, man. We got him. We got Ezra. Like, I know we also got Thrawn, but Ezra. As someone who grew up on Rebels, seeing Ezra and everyone in live action is absolutely dream come true. And to tell you the truth, I actually cried when I saw him. I'm not kidding. Like, my dad... But we were watching it, it was like, control your emotions, Addy. I was like, no, I'm going to cry over this because this is awesome. But anyway, I'm running out of time. Hope you guys have an awesome day. May the force be with you. Bye. At least yeah. someone cried. Yeah. Well, Addy's more emotional than Sabine. Like, what the heck? But I'm happy I, that you are enjoying this live action of these characters. Because yeah. it's basically Rebel Season 5. Without that for no reason. Yeah, why we haven't gotten Zeb? Like, why wasn't Zeb in this gand of? Yeah, because like we get him in 
Mando. Oh, right? oh they made him because they were gonna have him in Ahsoka. Like it was, it's kind of dumb. Like he should have been. He was literally talking to the guy that we got in X Wing. Right. So if we see him this season, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, Thrawn is going to leave the galaxy, current galaxy, next episode, and we're gonna see him in our galaxy. And there's gonna be a space battle, and Zeb's gonna be with people like leading them away to like fight. That's when we're gonna see Zeb, maybe. But yeah, that was like something I thought about the other day. I'm like, wait, what the heck are we doing right now? Like, why wasn't Zeb the one with Hera having these communication, like saying, "Uh, well, hey, they they want us back." Like that would have been so much more impactful. It would have been out of Zeb's character, but to ch- see a Zeb character growth change and how he's he's super loyal to like the New Republic now, I think would have been a cool. And cool why have we seen Agent Callus? Like, what the heck? I want to see live action Agent Callus. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the characters were getting, and then some of the characters were not. It's like at this point, it is Rebel season five. Like. Don't act like it's not. Like, you even said it. We got Ahsoka for ten, five minutes in this episode. Like, it's not the Ahsoka show. It's, like, the Sabine show, and Ahsoka learns how to be a white Ahsoka. Like, that's all this show is. Yep. So, I don't know. But that being said, let's take a listen to Eddie's second voicemail. Hey, FR Radio, I'm here with a second voicemail because, well, I have to make up for lost time. But this time, I have a question. If you had to switch lives with any character in Star Wars, who would it be and what would you do? Me, personally, it would be Omega because, you know, she's absolutely my favorite Star Wars character ever. Like, ever. And it'd just be so great to meet the Bad Batch. I consider them as fictional older brothers. Like, you know me. Yes, Drew. I still love episode four, season two. I seriously. But anyway, I hope you guys have an awesome day. May the force be with you. Bye. <laughs> At least someone liked that episode. <laughs> yep, she's always gonna love that episode. In spite but, of me. Yeah. What else did she say? I just got hung up on the. <laughs> The racing episode. Oh, uh, she, she was just uh, asking if we can switch mm. races with right. a Star Wars character. Who would it be, and what would we do? I feel like we've done this before. I don't. I don't think we've asked this. Been asked this question. Like, who would we want to? Like, we've been like, what like job would we want Star Wars? Like, what role? But we never like, if we could take that person's place, like, be that person, like Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett and I wouldn't take my helmet off, and I would run tattooing with an iron fist. Not the pansy way he ended Dude, up. You're too nice. You wouldn't be able to do that. You, you're too. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I feel like I don't know. You just be your 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 diner guy. <laughs> I want to do that. I can uh, go around and like. I feel like I would maybe like be Cad Bane, bounty hunter by trade, but then chill and go fishing a lot. <laughs> like I see Cad Bane fishing in solitude. Maybe. He might enjoy fishing between jobs. 
Um, who would I want to be? I don't know. Yakman said, Mando, so I can just drive the N1. <laughs> well, that's a uh, must thing, and you can buy an old one and drive that. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, be like Wedge, be like an X-Wing pilot. <clears throat> That'd be cool. You don't even um, like driving in real life, though. Yeah, but an X-Wing pilot like would be cool. That's true. <clears throat> um, as long as you said Wedge and not pull, I'm okay with that anyway. Ooh, that's a good answer. Okay. <laughs> um, be I could be Anakin. That could, that way I could marry Padme. That'd be nice. <laughs> and I wouldn't. I wouldn't You'd turn kill to her. Dark, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't turn to the dark side though. You wouldn't kill her. Okay, that's good. Um, you just let bygones be bygones. We die. We die. Like it's okay if you have to die. Yeah. Um, who else? Like. There's so many characters I can't even just like think of everybody. No, it's a lot. But yeah, those are so, two big ones. I'd probably be Wedge, a ne- famous X-wing pilot. All right, cool, cool. Thank you, Addie. So hopefully you're you're because she mentioned I think school in her first episode. She's getting busy with school, so stay in school, do your homework, stay in school, get good grades. Um. Also, here's a question for you, Eddie. Whatever happened to your movie that you were going to make? I know you got caught up with the VCU sequel, novel, audio drama thing. I need to catch up on that. Yeah, I do too. I, I've listened to the first one, and I just... Me too. I'm, I need to catch up. But, Eddie, whatever happened to your movie? Are you now that you're you're taking a break from the, the VCU novel thing? Are you, are you working on your film again or what's going on with that? I want, I want to know. I want to update. So you can either send us and a voicemail on it, that. Huh? huh? You read it, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, I've read the script for that because she asked me to like, edit it and give suggestions. So that was a long time ago. And I thought like... That was nine... when you were doing your Bad Batch fan fiction stuff. No, it wasn't that. That was... Maybe maybe we need to bring back some like fan fiction Jeremiah content. Uh, yeah, we were talking about scheduling, and we have like nothing to do for the next like the next show <laughs> comes out yeah. like six to twelve months from now, whenever that is. Pending, so maybe, maybe I gotta do my gotta season writing. three, season three finale of the Bad Bash fan fiction, so they Bef- can steal it because they got be- time to. I gotta get that out before season three comes out, just so I can see how much more they copy from me. You know what, Jeremiah? This might be a good time to pitch that you can write for Disney with a lot less cost. Yeah. You don't need to be in a union. No. <laughs> You're not going to go on strike. Just let no. me write it. <laughs> yeah, just, like, it's, just give me like a little bit more than I, what I made, like an extra like 20 grand than I make now, and then I'd be fine. I'd, I'd be you, fine. You would love that. Yeah. Stay at home and write all day. Get your great Danes. Get your yeah. house. I would love to have a great day someday. Yes. Someday. But until then, we got to wait for Addie to make her movie. So yeah. give us an update on that. So you can send us that as a voicemail or you can just shoot us an email if you wanted to send us an e- email like, telling about that. But anyway, last up, we've gotten a voicemail from this individual the last two weeks. Our favorite... Pod Racer has sent in another voicemail. 
Garrett, who's in the chat, Gackman eight twenty. Uh oh yeah, I forgot. Drew, just so you know, the first like two seconds of this is gonna be really loud. And then it's gonna be normal. So just bear with me. So let's take a listen to our favorite pod racer. Hey Empire Radio, it's Garrett again. I'm in the middle of a race right now, so I hope you can hear me. I'm currently in second place behind Gazgano, but he's making a ton of mistakes, so I should be past him shortly. Anyway, I wanted to ask you a question while it's fresh in my mind. If you can make your perfect fantasy Star Wars movie, what would it be? Meaning choosing your own storyline and characters and all that stuff. Personally, other than a a pod racing movie, mine would probably be Vader rated R. Uh, I would follow Vader going around, hunting down the rest of the Jedi, maybe taking out a couple of rebels here and there. I don't know. That's just me. Oh, God's gone. I made a mistake. See ya. <laughs> I like that. That's good. All right, cool. I want to know what he used to make that sound effect. It was like a food processor or something or a vacuum or yeah. what? But It sounded like an air compressor or something. But hopefully you win that race and we'll find out if you won next week maybe. But our fantasy Star Wars movie. So we kind of answered this. I was going to say, didn't we answer this? In our EmpireCon live show, kind of. Oh, yeah. That's where it was. Uh, (laughs) Driving a car in Forza Horizon 5. (laughs) That's the sound effect. Um, So I'll give it. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, I can't. I can't remember what it was something. I think Daddy Palps asked that question. It was something about that Star Wars celebration, or Empire Con, not Star Wars celebration. Or whatever, it's our Star. Wars someday we'll be a guest at Star Wars celebration. All right, I'm gonna say mine. Okay, mine is um what I said would be um a Palpatine origin story movie that would be. Oh, that's awesome. that's what the question was. We had to agree on. Oh, a yeah, specific that movie. That, and oh, that, Andy that, asked that question. Was that my, my brother? Your brother Andy? asked that question. And then Daddy Palps asked if we were ever going to get a rated R Star Wars. Yes. That's what it was. Because Daddy Palps, or uh, your, Andy asked that question, and he said that um, it can't be a Boba Fett movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's through, he just was stabbing me the entire podcast episode. I'm like, bro, chill. <laughs> I know you're listening too, Andy. Um, um, yeah. But Palpatine Origin. So I think... Something I was, I don't remember what made me look it up, but I was uh, thinking about, I want to see the Jedi Mandalorian War. Because we've gotten hints at that in the we, in Rebels, I think Book of Boba, uh, or Mando, whatever, from live action mm-hmm. stuff recently. Um, but a Jedi... Uh, Mandalorian War would be really cool. Yeah, because because I think it. I try to look it up, like when it took place, and I thought it was like a hundred years before the prequels or something like that. But I but I thought didn't he say didn't Boba say his dad fought in that battle? So it would have been like maybe like fifty years or seventy five years. I don't know. I don't so, know. Do the origin of Jango Fett is so. Has changed so much. I have no idea. Well, the canon is that he was adopted. Yeah, the old, yeah, the old one used to be that he 
killed a Mandalorian and took the armor. That's what it was. That rid- that's a neat you, but now the canon is he was yeah. he was a foundling. A foundling. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be really cool to see the the conflict more fleshed out. Like, cause like, what was the? I, do we really get answer like what the conflict was? Like, why they hate each other? Just because the Jedi had special powers and the Mandalorians didn't, and so they just like screw these guys with superpowers, like. Probably, but it'd be cool to see that conflict, see those battles, mm-hmm. see because we Kanan, Kanan Rebels says that the Jedi won that war, uh-huh. so it'd be cool to see, like how they won. Like that would be really cool, actually. So that's my answer to that question. But yeah, so that's everything. That's all the voicemails. Yeah. We haven't had that many in a while. I think we've we've gotten like three and four for a lot of times, but this is the last. First time we've had this many in a while, so mm-hmm. keep sending them in. Keep sending them. if you've never sent one in. I'll tell you how to do it right now. So <clears throat> in the description below, there's a links.co slash Empire Radio. Links spelled with two eyes. Landing page for everything Star Wars to get connected to us. And so one of those links is the link to send a voicemail. So you can record up to a minute long voicemail, and that's always fun to hear from new people, especially accents. We love hearing accents. From other countries, because we know about uh, was it twenty seven percent of our audience is not from the United States. So I'm looking at I'm looking at you, Great Britain. I'm looking at you, Germany. Those are the two like Mm -hmm. European ones. Australia is another one, then Canada, but that's pretty close enough to to Minnesota accent. But Dazdor did send in; he has a thick French accent, and he's from Canada, so that's always fun. So, yeah. So, apart from that, in that landing page, you also have Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Twitch. We do live streams of everything on Twitch. And so, if you want to watch us live and join us in the chat, because you've probably heard us listening, referring to the chat a lot tonight. If you want to join in it, follow us on Twitch. And if you ever want to send us an email, we have our fan email. Uh, the Discord link. Join the Discord. It's a lot of fun. I love Tuesday nights now when we're everyone watches the episode and like right when it's done everyone just starts flooding the Ahsoka chat. Yeah, it's so much better now that it's like on a normal drop. I I really like the night thing. One, it, it makes my life easier for editing reaction videos because I can just record it Tuesday. I'm off Wednesday, so I can just edit it all day and then get that up. So that makes my life easier. And it's just it just feels like an event, like yep, a premiere type of thing. But it's every week, and so. Instead of waiting, and then, like, if you wake up or you're going to watch at 2 a.m., like, it was so... Yeah, everyone just watched it at different times of day, so it was, like, very, like, people, one person would, would wake comment. up, there'd be spoilers, like, right away and like... Thumbnails on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, like, from, like, so many people, and it's so much better now. Yeah, so, a lot of fun. So, join the... So, Drew does watch parties for the episodes on Tuesday nights on Twitch. And so, he'll... He's been hanging out before a game for a little pregame show. Yeah. And we, we've been talking uh, last or yesterday wasn't as long as I did the week before, but next week we're gonna be attempting to unlock Ahsoka and Fortnite because that's the battle pass right now. So come hang out, um, come chat and watch me try to win in Fortnite. It's gonna be fun. You gotta do that three sixty no scope, bro. Um, one day, just for you, Jeremy. One day, you better clip it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will try. <laughs> um, 
And also, finally, uh, we are part of NeedlesslyNerdy.com, which is an entertainment network that we're part of. And so there's all kinds of other nerdy podcasts on there, articles, and go follow them for also all kinds of nerdy content. A lot of fun. Uh, so that's it for tonight. I'm excited for next week. These next two episodes, I feel like, are going to be like season one of The Mandalorian, where it's a two-part, like, action-packed two episodes. And so... I think there's going to be a lot of battle, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of emotion. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Anything else, Drew? No. All right. Cool, cool. Well, you've been listening to another Ahsoka-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And may the Force be with you. Always. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.